KGB Radio, episode 41, official podcast of GnomeGriefers.com. I'm your host, Rock. Joining me today, Mr. Pat Ronk. Hi. Hey. And our good buddies, Dan Smith. Hello. And TJ Turner. Hey. Hey. How are you guys? Awesome. Great. Fantastic. It's been uh, almost a month since we did a show, actually. Wow. Yeah, yeah, the last um, episode 40 was a while ago. We took a little bit of a break. I've been busy. I started school again and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And Chris has been on assignment somewhere, Russia. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we've been uh, we've been busy. But we're back. We're back. Hopefully for a while. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of when it started up last year. So I think... You know, I could verify that, but I think I think you're pretty close. I want to say it was like like early October. So yeah, holy shit. Yeah. Wow. I'll have to double check what what the actual anniversary is on that. All I can say is I'm glad to be back, Rock. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. It's been a long time since you've been on. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> I'm a busy man. Yeah, yeah. Planning a wedding and all that stuff. Yeah, which you're gonna be a part of. Hell yeah. It's gonna be pretty good. Um, well, uh, let's uh, let's talk about video games and the ones that we've been playing. So, Pat, what uh, what have you been playing? Uh, over the past couple of weeks, I like it's not really plowing through it because I could have probably done it in a day. But <laughs> over a couple of weeks, I I beat um, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Oh wow! Which, okay, that's really good. Um, okay. Again, I didn't play the original game. I didn't get into it until Assassin's Creed Two. And I, I love that game. That was a lot of fun. And Brotherhood just you know, uh, built on that base really well and introduced some really like helpful things in the whole system. And then, uh, so then I started up Revelations a few days ago. Oh, geez. And that's kind of nice because even though it's, I mean, Ezio, it's kind of getting tired with him, but um, it's a different locale. Now we're in Turkey or Constantinople. Okay. Specifically. So. It's kind of nice to have a different um, environment, whereas so, like Rome was kind of getting stale. So is this all in preparation for Assassin's Creed Three? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to make <laughs> sure I was at least caught up with the main games. Like, mm. I'm not going to play like the DS and PSP games. Oh like no, the, no Assassin's Creed Bloodlines. I don't think Man. so. I'm kind of sad that I won't be able to play that one for the Vita. I didn't know there was one on the Vita. Yeah, it's kind of like a companion to three. Oh, that you play as like a a woman in uh, oh. New Orleans. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that sounds kind of cool. Sounds really good, but yeah. it's. I mean, who it's on knows? the Vita. <laughs> yeah, it, maybe it's not necessarily an exclusive, and it'll be like ported elsewhere. Yeah. Um. I like I like Revelations a lot so far. Okay. It's, uh, it's kind of getting like it needs. That next game, like this one, it's kind of like it's just the same thing over and over again, just in a different, you know, different dress. 
Okay. Now, like, I, I had heard some things about Brotherhood and Revelations about how you could you could be led to believe in some ways that maybe what you're seeing as um, Desmond mm-hmm. is also possibly taking place in an animus. Have you have you seen anything like that? It's like at the end of I mean I. I any I can spoil anything up until Revelations pretty much because that's where my knowledge stops. Okay. But, yeah, at the end of um, well, even at the end of two, there's some weird stuff that goes on, like with Desmond. Yeah. Okay. Where it's like something in the Animus is like t- turns its head and talks right like directly to him. He's talking to Desmond. Yeah. Okay. And um, that's kind of weird. <laughs> now, okay, so so like, do you think that at some point, whether it's in three or I don't know, like a later game, do you uh, like? Because I'm of the opinion that I, I feel like like it's going to be revealed that like Desmond's what you are seeing at, as Desmond isn't actually de- like it, that. That's taking place in the in the memory of of a descendant of Desmond that's like even farther flung into the future. I hadn't thought about that's that. my that's, opinion. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> definitely an interesting uh, theory with it because. I mean, they can keep. I mean, they're jumping like you know two, three hundred years yeah. through each numbered one. That's true. Um, and like current, like present day Desmond, that's like somewhere in the near distant. It's, near it's right now. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be right now because their 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 whole thing is they're talking about um, like in Desmond's time they're talking about. 2012 and and how that's going to be like a big a big thing. oh okay so, yeah, yeah it, it's taking place approximately now yeah um so yeah I mean I wouldn't be surprised it, I I feel like it's going to be either that or that there will be a game in the future where you are just playing as Desmond and that's like kind of what I figured yeah like all of the assassiny things that he has picked up from all of his ancestors like he's actually just going to be a, an assassin yeah it's kind of interesting because it's like Matrix like where Oh, I know Kung Fu. Like, he wakes up, and, like, at the end of the game, you get to jump all over the place. Like, at the end of uh, Brotherhood, you're jumping all over the ruins of the Coliseum. It's kind of cool. Oh, okay. And, um, I mean, it's a similar thing happening at, at the end of 2. Hmm. I think it was at the end of 2. It might have been the beginning of Brotherhood. But regardless, um, yeah, after Brotherhood, now Desmond's, like, he, like, something, like, takes him over, and then he kind of passes out, and now he's just living inside the Animus. Like, they hook him back up, and that's what you're experiencing. Okay. So, you actually play as SEO and Altair. Right. Off and on. And I, this is, like, a, a year and a half old now. It's, so, but It's all games that I haven't played. I, I stopped at, like, somewhere in the middle of two, and I'm mm-hmm. just, like, just, I've got so much other stuff, like, going on. I can't go back and get caught up and Yeah. yeah I, I like the series, but I'm not, like, super into it, so for me, it's like, ah, you know, eh. Yeah, like, I'm... I think I might have mentioned before, like, I like Revolutionary War yeah. stuff, and oh, yeah. so that's kind of what's really interesting. Just much more open areas and, like, you know, running around trees and stuff seems really cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that in 3. Kind of just going to force myself through Revelations <laughs> experience, you know, get all the story beats mm-hmm. and, you know, take with you know, take from that whatever I can. But um, it's really all just about Assassin's Creed for me. And I saw the chance to actually, like, get caught up. So I was like, oh, I might as well beat a game for once. Maybe two. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, other than that, I haven't really played much. There's all these, like, um, well, we'll probably talk about these later, but there's, like, been Battlefield 3. Oh, man. Uh, add-ons and <laughs> um, 
what else is there? Uh, Black, Black Mesa. Mesa came out. I did play a good amount of Black Mesa. Yeah, and uh, ah. I like. Uh, yeah, Black Mesa is <laughs> awesome. TJ, did, have you been playing Black Mesa? No, I haven't installed it yet, but. Uh, actually, I might start just doing that right now. Actually, it's yeah. very good. Yes, it, it's <laughs> yeah. I, as far as I know, it's it's not actually finished yet, though, right? Like they haven't they haven't actually gotten to the end of the game, right? But I mean, I, I'm probably six six ish hours into it, and it's awesome. Like yeah. I I'm having a lot of fun. I I I can't completely get on board with with. Uh, with like the, the the large amount of people who say like Half Life Two is the greatest game ever, um, I can't totally get behind that. It is an awesome game, mm-hmm. but like uh, like talking to Chris um, about it, like he has never played Half Life. Yeah. He's never played Half Life Two, but this whole Black Mesa thing kind of got him interested in it, and so he's been going through Half Life Two now, and like. I, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. Like I wouldn't want to be playing Half Life Two for the first time now, right? Because shooters have evolved quite a bit from mm-hmm. from then, and uh, yeah, he he likes it, but okay. he's he's basically saying I mean I, I can understand some of his frustrations. Like the shooting is weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you you have no idea how accurate your shots are. There's no indicator. Like I mean, yeah. games shooters have evolved a little bit since then. There's no like. Uh... Iron sights or anything. Yeah, there's there's no iron sights. You can't. Uh, the, the story is is good, but you for know. two, yeah. yeah. Well, I like the story for both of them. And yeah. The uh, I definitely give the original Half Life a lot more credit as far as like weapon uh, variety. Yes. The weapons in Half Life One are so much more so so much cooler than in two. Well, and I mean at the time, like shooters were di- like. <sighs> As far as like weapons and stuff like that, like shooters weren't really doing what Half Life did at the time. Yeah, and um, yeah, but you're right. Like some of the guns in the, in Half Life One are insane. Like that, I love. The, I don't even know what it's called, but it, I just call it the Ghostbusters gun because it looks like a fucking Ghostbusters gun and it just vaporizes stuff. It's awesome. Oh yeah, like, yeah. The plasma like, gun too. Gauss. Like, yeah, it might be a Gauss thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's yeah. cool though. <laughs> but um... I just love the. I just love the just the original mp5 in that game or the magnum oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. totally totally um did you guys ever play any of the uh any of the original expansions for half-life one like uh, opposing force or blue shift yep yeah i played a little bit they're pretty good um like i kind of liked uh opposing force a little bit better from like a story and like weapons standpoint mm. but blue shift was cool from the other side yeah yeah and, and there were like a handful of ele- uh, of portions where you you like run into gordon well very briefly like see gordon um and like you, yeah you, you kind of see like areas where gordon was or or is going to be and yeah um that was cool that was really cool you know in the build-up to black mesa being released mm-hmm. they're releasing some little gameplay footage every once in a while okay and one of them had like when you pretty much first see that there's like the, um, you know, the Marines or whatever coming in mm-hmm. and they're talking to each other and it sounded so cheesy listening to the voice acting. Yeah. But then I'm like playing through and it's like, it works really well, like in the con, like the context of the game, not yeah. just in that video. Well, and I mean, also considering the fact that like, this is a mod, like, yeah. like playing through Black Mesa, it's hard to believe, like just People fucking made this for free. Like nobody was making any money on this bullshit. Like so it's good. awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, so Pat, are you are you talking about the voice acting of the Marines in Black Mesa? Yes. Oh, okay. 
It's just, it's really over the top kind of action movie. Kind <laughs> it's of Batman. Thing. He's yeah. Batman, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's really good. Where are the good. drugs going? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. It, like, that was my first impression when, when, when he first started talking. I was like, yeah, it's Batman. It's, it's exactly, <laughs> it's Batman if he was talking to you over a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they, they've made some really great improvements to it. And um, I, I just, I, one of the things that I love about Black Mesa is that, like, this was made strictly as a response to everybody hating Half-Life Source. Mm-hmm. Like, be, because everybody felt like Valve kind of dropped the ball on Half-Life Source. They phoned it in a bit. They, they pretty much did. Um, and so I just like that, that they were like, no, this is bullshit. We're going to do this the way it should have been done. And it's awesome. It's true. I yeah. love it. And they, they did some really smart changes, too. Like, some interesting things, like, I wouldn't have thought about. Just, like... You get the crowbar a lot later than you did originally. Yeah, you get the the weapon, the, the timing, uh, the times at which you get different weapons is is different mm-hmm. as well. Like you get the three fifty seven Magnum like way late in original Half Life One. Yeah, I got it super quick. Yeah, it's the was... second gun you get. Right. Yeah, and they, they changed some of the level layout as well mm-hmm. to be a little bit more challenging. So, yeah, that's that's really good. There's there's one Half Life mod that I loved called Gunman Chronicles. Did you guys ever play that? Oh, that was like a... Uh, the Space Western, right? Yeah. It was like a total <laughs> conversion, like a retail total conversion, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it started out as, a, as just like a, a fan-made mod, and then um, Sierra gave this group like like a, a little bit of office space and like a couple of people from Valve to come in and help them out and make a full-blown retail game out of it. And um, that was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that a lot. It's Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically a Space Western. Mm. Um, very cool, very cool. Uh, very distinctive... Uh, like like enemy design and weapons and um, even vehicle segments, which was something that Half Life didn't really have. It's like Proto Firefly, kinda, <laughs> kinda. Um, and uh, it, the sucky thing about it though is that you can't get that now. Like even on Steam, you can't get Gunman Chronicles. Yeah, it, it's just it's gone like forever. I might even have my old original copy of it around here somewhere, but I'm sure it's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I, I wish that you, I would buy and play through that today if I could. Oh, wow. it, it was really cool. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so pretty much all I played is Assassin's Creed games and, uh, Black Mesa. Black Mesa. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Dan, how about you? Uh, I continue to be an angry rage not while playing League of Legends. <laughs> okay. That's still happening. Awesome. How's that going? I'm an angry rage knot, so <laughs> about normal, I guess. <laughs> oh, good. And then okay. uh, I played that indie game, Borderlands 2. So. <laughs> no, border Borderlands? I, I don't know if I'm familiar know, with that. I know, it's a dumb name, Burger? it's hard to remember. But... Burgerlands. Burgerlands. More yeah, like Borderlands in my range. Yep. I think we all just three stooge that joke. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, how how are you liking Borderlands? A lot more than you do. So. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a very good game. Okay. All right. Uh, for what it's worth, that optimization in the engine on PC so good. So 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 good. The engine's great. So so, so that's a good first step. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. the I, I'm assuming you played Borderlands one. Uh yeah. I, I played the shit out of that game, like 100 hours or something crazy. Okay. Now, I think we can all pretty much agree that that Borderlands 1 was not the best on PC. Like, it was not a very good port. No, Um, she was... uh, Okay, alright, I was trying to be be delicate, but... (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) it was fucked. It was bad. The the weird thing about that is that, that, like, just the way that the camera moves in that game... 
makes me nauseous. Like oh, it, yeah. it, it actually makes me physically ill. I, I, I don't know. I can't pin down specifically it's, what it is. It's a really. I think it's a really narrow FOV. Yeah. And I had a, like I think at one point I had there was like a tweak guide and I ended up having F12 bound, so it automatically did this console command that would large enlarge and embiggen embiggen the yeah. FOV. <laughs> but the only thing is like. It would reset itself whenever you run because it goes narrow again when you run. Oh, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Borderlands Two has an FOV slider in the options. So. Ooh. Wow. So they okay. uh, so they did a little bit more optimization for PC then. The op, like the PC options stuff, it's like two pages on. It's crazy. Oh wow, great! That's awesome. Yeah. I, I before the game was even released, they had like a claptrap writing an apology letter kind of thing to the fans. Oh, nice. <laughs> It's like, here's a list of all the things we're going to put in this game to make it less shitty. <laughs> and then they did it. See, that that was one thing that I that I genuinely liked about Borderlands was uh, all the claptrap humor and stuff was I thought was, was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably what I liked most about Borderlands. <laughs> yeah. I actually hate claptrap. I he, think he's the most annoying character in history. Really? I, I thought some of the stuff like in the lead-up to, to, to the first Borderlands, like a couple of the, uh, like the, the promotional videos and stuff that they released online mm-hmm. were pretty good. Um, sure, Claptrap in game gets a little old, but uh, I, I liked. I, I guess I had kind of wished that more of the character that they had in those promotional videos came through in the game. But instead, like in the game, Claptrap is just kind of like a he's he's just like he's almost like a C three PO, just like like mini robot who yeah. you know is supposed to be comedic relief. That sounds about right. It's yeah. still the case here. Claptrap oh, great! Is terrible. Awesome. <laughs> all right. So. Um, <laughs> It's all new characters this time, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the classes is the same as the last time, but it's still different. So. Okay, and, and you run into all the characters from the old game too, right? Uh, yeah. Story is a big deal in this game. More of a big deal than in the first game. Uh, there was no story in the first game, <laughs> so by necessity, yes. <laughs> there was a story. It was just very thin, and uh, uh, yeah, you arrived here on a bus. Suddenly, you're... vagina monster. And at the end, yeah, you're looking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now. Um, one of the things that that kind of killed Borderlands for me was the um, ki- kind of how there wasn't a lot of variety to the missions that you that you were doing, and um, the missions were in general kind of boring. Like well, once I got through the, the initial starting area, which was great, it was like, oh no, you're just going to do all of that same stuff again, but in a new area. Like, did they, did they kind of spice things up a little bit in the second one? Um, I mean, you're doing interesting things, but really it just comes down to shooting stuff. Like... Well, I, that's that's okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as long as, like, I, I mean, many of the games that we play could be reduced to, like, you're just shooting stuff, but, like... It's I, more than just shooting skag ne- dens or whatever. Yeah, uh, I mean, you don't see a lot of skags. There's well, a distinct a... lack of skags on Pandora. Well, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, no, I'm fucking sick of so. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I guess you, you know, like how, how many how many missions have you done where it's like go go kill ten of these dudes, you know, like find uh, find me ten I've, of this. Oh, I mean, there's been a lot of go find ten stuff. I don't think I've ever had a go kill ten mans. I don't think it's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Doc, I think you're right though. Like the game just got it just got monotonous after a while. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it, for for me the the thing that killed me was that. It was kind of the same thing that, that, among other things, that kills MMOs for me is that you've got the same like five kinds of missions, and they're just go it, like it, it'll be like find X number of this thing or kill X number of this thing or hit X number of switches, 
And it's just like, you know, the thing you have to find or the thing you have to kill is different, but the structure is pretty much the same. The whole hook in that game with the, like, the next gun. Yeah. The next gun. Like, that carrot on the stick kind of thing. Yeah. Never hooked, like, it never, that was no, of no interest to me. It, it was of interest to me, but, like, for, for me, like, and we talked about this a little bit before the show started, but, like, for me, the thing was, like, yeah, there are you know, hundreds of thousands of different gun combinations, but all of them are trash. Like, yeah. I'll go through 15 guns that are just garbage that I'll just end up selling before I find something that I'll even consider using, you know? And yeah. so uh, it's like the whole point of you, like, like the whole idea of you having all these guns doesn't really matter to me if I can't use, like, a, a quarter of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, isn't that every loot-based action, like, RPG game? Yeah. Like... Like, I don't play Diablo and go, oh, I'm going to get a new item every 30 seconds. That doesn't happen. I I don't play Diablo either for that reason. That's kind of why they have the uh, levels of rarity for each weapon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're you're right about that. But, I mean, even then, like, like finding a rare item... You know, like I would still get get to points where I'd, I'd sell you know handfuls of guns before I found anything that was that was useful to me. And I mean, I understand that like part of that is because like well, there's a class, there's there's four different classes, and even though everybody can use pretty much any weapon, mm-hmm. you know, th- there are specializations and stuff. So they kind of you know they kind of want to make sure that everybody is finding stuff that they could potentially use. But um, I don't know. I mean, it, it was definitely more fun with friends, but. Yeah. Like even then, it wasn't it wasn't really enough to keep me to keep me going. Yeah, I think I mean I guess it's kind of hypocritical of me for the the guns things, just because like I will play Torchlight and any action RPG that relies on that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I guess maybe the uh, more importantly the uh, yeah the the quest uh, variety. Yeah, yeah, quest Watch variety. Your quests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and like one thing that I noticed that I thought was really funny is that if you if you think back and you and you look at some of the NPCs in uh, Borderlands One, um, it becomes very clear to me that uh, for some reason Gearbox did not want to animate mouths in that game. Almost everybody <laughs> is wearing some kind of a mask or a helmet that completely <laughs> obscures their mouth. Huh. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Well, and and if you look at the characters whose mouths are exposed, they they barely move. Like I don't know if that was like a conscious decision of theirs or just like an artistic choice, but I just thought it was really funny. Like, wow, Gearbox must not want to animate mouths. Yeah, catch a know. ride. Oh God, I scooter definitely it. returns. Oh boy, <laughs> pretty much every scooter mission involves go get some porno. So you got that covered. Great. Well, and that, Is it well, Mad Moxie porno? Uh, no, Mad Moxie also plays a big role in the game. See, None that, of which that, involving arena death matches. That that was another thing that kind of killed me in Borderlands One was that like the the there was there was a really interesting sense of humor like the first couple of bosses. Do you remember like the first handful of bosses that you come to? Like there was like a really great sense of humor in in those first opening areas, and it completely sure. pe- peters off like after that's um, over. And and I really wish that they had kept that running all the way through. I mean, Borderlands 2 has this kind of glaring issue, I think, where it goes between, like, LL so funny, he has six testicles, and, like, check out this poignant moment where someone you care about is hurt in some way, and you're like, what are you doing? There's this weird disconnect there. I've heard there's lots of, like, uh, like mimetic, uh, you know, meme humor and stuff. Oh, really? And a lot of that comes mm. from, um, there's the one, he's a, he was, he was a Destructoid editor. Okay. It was, uh, Anthony... Shit, something. It's the guy that does how. Uh, hey Ash, what you playing? Okay. With his sister, and he works at Borderlands now, and he was a writer for this. Okay. And a lot of that comes from his writing style. 
Okay. Really, internet, internet funny I'm, stuff. I don't think I've seen a lot of internet funny stuff. I've seen oh. like references to like cartoons I watched as a kid. Like there's okay. an extended like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles joke that's like 20 <laughs> minutes long. But okay. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Now, well, I mean, I will say that despite myself, I'm slightly more interested in it now. So <laughs> that's something. I mean, yeah. it's a it's Steam a sale. better yeah. game in every way imaginable, but it's not a different game. Like. Well, and I, I think it's kind of unfair to expect it to be a different game. I, I didn't want it to be different. I yeah. liked that first game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, have you been playing anything else? I played the first hour of Black Mesa, and that was it. Okay. How are you liking that? It's good, but I played the original Half-Life like a hundred times, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing really new. Like, the, the voice acting and stuff is okay, and there's sure. that one security guard that says a hundred of the same joke, so you click... You can try to talk to him a hundred times, but... <laughs> yeah. Also, apparently Gordon Freeman had a ponytail, and I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah! They, oh, yeah. That was weird. That I was, was like, really you can't weird. change that character. He's not yours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I almost felt like they were, like, referencing something at uh, at that point, because I definitely had that moment, too, where I was like, what the no, I think, fuck? I think Pony they just tail? made that up, Link. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I agree with you. I don't completely like that. Yeah. <laughs> also, even in this update, that fucking hanging box jumping puzzle thing is still terrible. Well, that's right in <laughs> the beginning. Right? Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah over I the canals that. or whatever. Oh, my God, it's so... Ugh. I, I died at least half a dozen times. On yeah, because yeah, first-person flat platforming is fucking terrible. Yeah, I never thought about it that way, but that's exactly what it is. Especially <laughs> when it relies on... Like... Yeah, when you when you have to crouch after you jump. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was <laughs> that was heavily used in that game, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good thing there's a quick save option. Yep, yep, yeah. I would quick save every time I landed. Every box, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, well, TJ, how about you? Have you been playing any games? Uh, I haven't been playing any new games, but I've been playing new game modes for old games. Okay, like what? Uh, Man vs. Machine on Team Fortress 2. Oh, yeah, That's how great. is that? Dude, it's really <laughs> fun. <laughs> okay, it, it's it's basically like uh, like survival mode, right? Uh, you could call it survival mode, or like uh, waves, or tower Horde. defense, maybe. Okay. Horde, yeah. Uh, they... Robots come in waves, and in between waves, you can uh, use credits that you picked up from the previous rounds to upgrade your weapons and your like, like, items. Like Killing Floor, right? Uh, you can even um, you can even upgrade your resistance to fire and crits and damage, and increase your running speed and a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, I didn't realize that it had that that component to it. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, and you know, believe it or not, because I know. I know, like, Rock, you don't like Team Fortress 2. Hey, uh, <laughs> like, uh, Nukem doesn't like Team Fortress 2 either, but that has opened new doors for him in liking that game. Yeah, I, like, looking at, at Men vs. Machine, like, that that was definitely something that, that got me a little bit more interested in it. I um, that, that was the thing where I was like, wow, I might actually get more mileage out of Team Fortress 2 because of this. Like, yeah. because it's not... Team Fortress 2. <laughs> well, and the cool thing about it is is that obviously it's cooperative, so you're only going against bots, so it kind of takes away that it's still competitive, but not to that not to that point of, okay, if I fail, it's not a big deal, you just start over, as opposed to this guy is really pissing me off, I'm never going to kill him because he's way <laughs> better than I am. Right, right, yeah. or, or that guy's a camping 
whatever the hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another thing I wanted to add to it too is that uh, if you were a fan of the game previously, it it gives, since it's got a different gameplay mechanic, it wants it it encourages you to try different classes because each class has their own abilities and things that they can upgrade. Oh, and things okay. that are useful about them. For example, the scout. I'm never a scout in player versus player, but in man versus machine, it's really useful because uh, money sucks to him from really far away, and money gives him health. So the scout's main objective is to collect money for the team, so they have more money to spend on huh, interesting. upgrades. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, because I'm never not a scout, or I mean, <laughs> never not a soldier. <laughs> to, right. to have and a reason to actually learn how to play a different class is good. Yeah, it's every class is useful. I think the only useful class is, and it really pisses me off when someone is this class, is a sniper, oh. and that's because they can't deal a whole lot of damage at a time because they're slow firing weapons Mm -hmm. but they do balance that out a little bit by giving them uh like the jurati slows targets and gives them mini crits just stuff like that oh yeah i think of all the classes that's most useless oh i was actually i I would have assumed spy would be the most useless the spy um uh, put sappers on the robots. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Wow. Disable okay. them. It's pretty sweet, actually. I think I need they to put play a lot this. of fun in this. <laughs> I, uh, I, I feel pretty guilty because, like, I was right there, like, as they were announcing, I'm like, God, I guys, I can't wait to play this. What are we playing? And I haven't played it yet. <laughs> like, a month and a half later. Well, Mike, um, been, Mike and I have been playing it almost every night with opportunity, and it's not it's not losing its appeal at all. Okay. I might have to look into that then because that, that sounds really You cool. should. Yeah. Because I think that, like I said, if. It, it really opens up new doors, I think, for people that don't like the game because you have your own reasons for not liking a game. It's understandable. And the cool thing about it is, too, is that you're still unlocking items that you can use as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, well, I, uh, I've been playing a few games. I played, uh, I've played. i been playing Guild Wars 2 a little bit. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, I, I have said for a while, like... I fucking hate MMOs, and mm-hmm. if there's ever one MMO that I would try, it's Guild Wars 2, and uh, because it seems the least MMO-y right. of MMOs, and um, that's mostly holding true. Uh, okay. The one thing that I'm finding interesting is, is I think that with the removal of the monthly subscription model, you also remove that kind of boring quest structure that I hate. Mm-hmm. Because that quest structure is specifically there to draw you out, you know what I mean, so that you are playing. It incentivizes you playing more, even if you don't necessarily want to. Yeah, it kind of forces you to. Um, you don't really have that. There's, you you do have quests, but it's all very. It's it's like they they kind of like pulled back a level on on like quest structure and stuff. Where, you know, I think I talked about this a little bit on the last show where it's it's. Um, like you'll go into an area and and it's just like well help this guy you know or help this area out and it'll tell you like you can you know kill enemies to help you can f- find equipment to help you can f- like so it's all of the things that like an MMO would normally tell you like find ten of this kill fifteen of these guys but there's no set number to it it's just everything that you do in that area basically contributes to like a meter okay. and once you fill that meter up the area is is good mm-hmm. and that is further spiced up by the fact that. In pretty much every area you go, there are multiple uh, kind of like dynamic world events that will just happen at any time. So, like, it, it, an early example is like 
in the human starting area, you're helping out on this farm. And so you're like killing these gigantic worm things. You're like watering plants. And then like just, um, so yeah, so basically just it's, it's, they've changed things up enough that it's not boring me like a normal MMO is. Okay. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also played uh, a little indie game. I I mean it this time, indie game uh, called To the Moon. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh my god, that was incredible! Like, did you beat it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, it's not very long. It, it's only about six hours long, maybe five. And uh, just, I, I mean, the trailer alone just grabbed me right from the get go. And yeah. uh, it's it's good. Like the the story is is like first and foremost in this game. And um, I mean, the game is really just like a a vessel. Yeah. To, like, bring you through the story, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, th- this story is, is something that you would kind of more expect to see in, like, a like a movie or, like, an animated movie or something like that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the gameplay is very light. It's mostly just, like, uh, exploring an environment and, and just kind of, like, finding specific items that you need to find and then moving on. Um, there's some very light uh, puzzle solving. and um, It better be. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to play it, it better be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the puzzle solving is, is, is really, really light, and um, just, uh, it, it, it's awesome. The, the story is phenomenal. The music is beautiful. It, it, it's an awesome game. I like it a lot. I think I've, I've had the demo for months, and I haven't gotten around to it. Oh, really? Just okay. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. were you going to, did you want to talk about it more? No. Oh, okay. You no, want to talk about it? I, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to, like, to talk about it more means that I would have to probably, like, talk about story mm-hmm. elements and I really don't want to like give away anything with the story, but you have a review coming. Anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on a review for it. Um, like basically it's, it's these doctors who <clears throat> they, they work for this company that, uh, their, their whole job is to travel through a person's memories and make that person's like greatest wish come true. Hmm. And the procedure is so drastic that it will kill you. So they only do it to people who are already close to dying anyway. Yeah. And um, so, you know, the, this the, their subject is this old guy named Johnny whose wish is to go to the moon. And he doesn't really know why either. But um, so, yeah, so, so they will basically go back through your memories and restructure things so that you will die thinking that you accomplished whatever your, your dream was. Oh, neat. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Huh. So, and they, you know, they, they discover a lot about this guy and, and his, you know, his life and his, his past and a lot of the, like a lot of the not so great things that happened in his life. Wow. I want to check that out. <laughs> it's, it's really great. I, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like no shit. Like, um, I don't know the last time or if ever a game has actually like, like, like made like tears come to my eyes, but have an emotional response. Yeah. Yeah. They usually don't. Um, this one definitely, I definitely had a very strong emotional response to this one, so very good. Is, what is the is, actual game like? What do you do? Um, it, it looks like a kind of like a 16-bit era RPG, um, mm-hmm. and, and is actually made with off-the-shelf software. The whole game was made with RPG Maker, like some oh, like, wow. new version of RPG Maker. Um, so most of the actual gameplay is like you will come into one of Johnny's memories and... Uh, there are, like, a handful of items that you have to, like, explore the area to find, and once you find all of the items, you 
basically uh, just initiate a light puzzle to travel back further into his memories. And that's, that's most of the gameplay, is just you kind of exploring these areas, trying to find the items that you need. Okay. Yeah, there's no, like, combat or anything like that. It's on, it's on Steam? Yeah, yeah, it's it just recently bucks, came to yeah. Steam. Uh, yeah, it's, it's $10. You can also buy the soundtrack, which is fucking amazing. It's oh, mostly okay. piano-centric, and oh. it, it's great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I want to say it's like 10 bucks. Totally worth it. Cool. Absolutely, yeah. I think that is probably, like, the perfect price for that game. So, um, yeah. i uh also been playing Black Mesa, but we pretty much covered that already. Yeah, I think I've gotten up to the point in that where it's that's, it's kind of like a underground silo where there's that three tentacle thing that's clanging oh. all over the place. Okay, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's good? I haven't even tried to solve like, that because I don't remember, but it looks amazing. You have to I be mean, quiet. That's all I remember is yeah. you have to be quiet. Yeah, yeah. Clang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of uh, the new um, Battlefield expansion, Armored Kill. Please. <laughs> that was the one that I was waiting for. Like, Close Quarters was fine. That was mm-hmm. good. But I, like, in regular Battlefield 3, I was mostly doing vehicles, like, doing tank stuff and stuff like that. So uh, I, was, I was really anticipating Armored Kill, and it's, it's awesome. Oh, like, i got to check out those maps. I yeah, keep forgetting about it. The maps are enormous. <laughs> oh, someone was going to interject there. <laughs> no, nah, it was just an exasperated sigh. Oh, what's, uh, what's up? I think my love for Battlefield passed me by multiple generations of the game ago. Like, oh, really? Every time I play that game, it just seems like a frustrating mess that I just get miserable and stop playing. Oh no! Aww. What what about Sounds the game like Rock describing uh, Team Fortress too? Oh, yeah, kinda, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> you try to play, and but everyone else has been playing Battlefield for like two decades, so oh. they just shit on you over and over and over. That's and exactly it, why I don't yeah. like Team Fortress too. Yeah. Don't yeah, you think yeah. that? Don't you think that that is with any game though? Yeah, sure, but I don't have the time to invest in it to enjoy it. Like I can't. But yeah, does that mean you don't have the time to invest in any multiplayer game then? Well, there's games I had previously already invested the time in, so I no longer have that barrier to entry. So, so you're right? basically like coming into a multiplayer game with skills that you've learned from like previous ones, so it's not such a, a barrier to entry. Sure, but I play League of Legends and not first-person shooters, so it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really translate. Yeah, in Arma 2. Yeah, and that doesn't really translate either. Armor 2 is not like any other. Yeah. Which, I can't remember if I had posted a video in, like, a private group or, like, the KGB page, but there was, like, this guy, it was, I think it's from, like, a Shaq News group, um, that he, like, had this whole Armor 2, like, cooperative thing that he did, or, well, PvP, and he recorded it, and then he did this whole narration over it, and it was just constant talking from him, and it was really, really interesting. No, I don't does, think does I saw that. Sound familiar? No. So, uh, was it Dyslexia? Was it the Shaq Tech guys? Yes, yeah, Shaq Tech, yeah. yeah. I used to play with those guys like, really? last year. Nice. Yep. That, I think he just started this series of videos like a couple weeks ago where like he does mm-hmm. this really heavy nar- narration, and yep. it's that's, really fascinating. That's, uh, that's Dyslexia. He mm-hmm. uh, pretty much, the entire Armor community basically formed around that guy. He wrote oh. the uh, like the Armor Two Bible. You can look it up. It's like a six hundred page like Whoa, military geez. guide to Arma. It's insanity. Um, the track IR like their homepage has a link to his page because he's the biggest <laughs> proponent for it. It's they're Jeez. fucking crazy over there. 
It's um, maybe we can post a video or something again because it's yeah. really interesting. But, yeah, we can do that. Uh, yeah, for sure. But with Battlefield, I like. I still want to play some uh, Gunmaster from time to time. Uh, I just yeah. haven't had a chance to. But I, I want to talk about these maps. It's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I wanted to go back to to Dan's thing. Like, I definitely know what you mean, Dan. About like like everyone in this game is better than me. Like that's why I stay away from Team Fortress because literally everybody in that game is better than me, and I would have to invest a huge amount of time to even come close. So I definitely know what you mean there. That's that's totally understandable. I don't, I don't know if you oh. think that time investment for TF2 would even help. Like, I have like 700 <laughs> hours in TF2, but since I haven't played in two years, the yeah. game is completely different. I don't yeah, know what any of this shit is. People got magic boots. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that's That's a good point, too. Um, I really only enjoy Battlefield when I'm playing with either Rock or Jones or, well, whomever. Yeah, yeah it's, as long as we can... You when know, you can get a group together. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, I, I've definitely encountered that frustration with, uh, like, like, Tribes was the same way. Like, a lot of the yeah. people playing Tribes Ascend were playing the older Tribes, and I had never played a Tribes game, and that's a totally different way of playing a shooter, and... I was really fucking frustrated with yeah. that when I first started playing it, and and I did not want to play that more. But Pat kind of you know pushed me a little bit more, and and we played a little bit more, and I, I really enjoy it now. Um, so I guess like some games I'm I'm more willing, or, or maybe just in some games the ceiling isn't so high as it is with something like Team Fortress, where like yeah. like you'll never come close to reaching those people. Like yeah, but um, yeah, the, the the new maps that they have in Battlefield uh, are are really cool like they're obviously like tailored for vehicles like they're they're big 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 maps um like i think every vehicle has like jets and it basically has like every vehicle possible yeah. and uh yeah they 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 did a really great job designing these levels too like there's this one level i can't i can't remember the name of it but it, it takes place in like this like like snowy like mountain range oh i and, love those maps <laughs> yeah. oh. It's really cool, like just all all of the different challenges that are no. that are posed by that kind of environment. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's cool. I like it a lot. They they, they I think they did a, a really fantastic job with it. So and that's right. I forgot that in like the trailers there was like a snow map. Yep, that was and, the first one I played actually. Uh, and it's, it's like the favorite thing of Bad Company Two are those maps. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not true, but it's it's equal to like Arca Harbor or Oh man or Panama Canal. Panama, yeah, <laughs> Panama. But. Um, yeah, that, so that, that's good. Uh, they, yeah, that's I, I, I think they, they did. Uh, they did a pretty good job with that. So, um, and uh, I think that's that's pretty much it for me for what I've been playing. So, um, how about we go to break? Okay, so um, I think we are going to go to break now. Okay. All right. So we'll be right back. Cue menu music. <laughs> I agree with you on the on the first point that that things up to that point were it, like like this changed the way things were done. But I mean, like if you look back at Half Life Two as an example, as a game that everyone likes to say is the best game ever made, up until Half Life Two was made, I will say yes, like Half Life Two is the best shooter up until Half Life Two happened. 
but there are better shooters that are out now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I think it's kind of not cool to say it's the best game ever. I, I, I mean, it's it's more accurate to say it's the best game up to that point, but in order for it to be the best game ever, we would have had to have stopped making video games after that game happened. But that's never gonna happen. That doesn't yeah, seem so reasonable. That, I, I agree with you, that's why we should stop calling games the best game ever. Call it game of the year, call it the best game yet, but don't call it the best game ever, because that can never happen. I don't know. I think if a game comes along and changes the entire industry, maybe it's worthy of the best game ever. Mm, I, I mean, I, I, I see your point, but I, I respectfully disagree. Okay. Well, I it's okay. I, Sometimes I you're wrong, and it's. I, <laughs> I just I don't think that that there is such a thing as the best game ever. Like even games that I am like madly in love with, I would never call them the best game ever, unless I was being intentionally hyperbolic. But you know, like like I would say, oh, Baldur's Gate is the best game ever, but it's not. Like I know that it's not the best game ever. It, it isn't. I would rate if I had to review that game today, I would rate it a fucking five out of five or a ten out of ten. But. It's not the best game ever. It's really good, but it's not the best game ever. Okay, okay, so <laughs> what about, what about say, with movies? Is there a best movie ever? Um, I don't think so. I, again, I don't think that... that I, I think we should stop calling anything the best anything ever, because there's always going to be something that comes after it. Like, Citizen Kane is largely considered to be the best movie of all time. I don't know I don't that because think... I've never seen it. I don't think building on something that came before makes your movie better. It may be technically better, but it is not important. It doesn't matter. It's a rel like some something is the best because it changed everything after it. Because yeah, of I, it, because of its existence, everything after is changed. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I, I totally. But I mean, everything is iterating on something else. Like it's it's impossible not to have that these days. But like you know, Half Life Two changed shooters forever. You know, like Citizen Kane changed the way movies were made forever. Um, I don't think that that makes them the best ever. It just makes them great and revolutionary. You know, I mean, you can still be that. You can still have an amazing, you know, ten out of ten or five out of five movie or or game and still have not call it the best game ever or the best See, movie I, ever like with half-life one me personally i've seen some great artificial intelligence in video games after that sure but i still haven't seen uh, artificial intelligence as great as the original half-life they didn't even do that well in the half-life 2 right yeah there's a lot you know like people. combat tactics against you and just you know, and that's a very small part of what made that game great, too. And it's never... I don't think it's ever been topped off, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Half-Life was revolutionary for a lot of reasons, you know? And, um, it, I mean, that that's why it's held in such in such high, high esteem, you know, even now. I mean, when did that game come out? Like, 98? I think it was 98, yeah. I think it was 98. Yeah, it, it's held in, in such high esteem, you know, 14 years after after it came out still. And, I mean, that's it's the same thing with Citizen Kane. Like, have there been better movies than Citizen Kane? I would argue that there probably have been. But Citizen Kane is the one that changed everything and, and what made those other movies possible. And I think that, that the same is true with Half-Life. Like, are there better games than Half-Life now? Yeah, absolutely. But they owe they all owe something to Half-Life. You know, well, basically and what back. you're saying is that <laughs> oh, we've that been with, back. Yeah. With, and we've no, been back. With, with no matter what it is, I mean, computers, uh, guns, movies, anything, you don't think there ever can be a best ever? Well, I, I think that first you would have to qualify best 
because I think best is a slightly subjective term. What you, what you would say is best is not, it may not be what I would say is best. Important is, I think, is a much better term because that's, that's a lot harder to argue. You, you can't argue, no one, no one could reasonably argue, like, that Citizen Kane is not an important movie. Like, no one could reasonably argue that Half-Life is, or Half-Life 2 even, aren't important games. I don't, I, I think that someone would have a very hard time arguing that. Um, and I would agree that, that, you know, those are definitely super important games. Some people even want to change the definition of game. Oh God! Can we not? <laughs> no, we can't do. We can't okay, go okay, there. Okay. Um, I guess it's it's worth. Uh, we, what what music we came in on? Okay, um, I, it's stuck in my head. So everyone else is gonna have to deal with this now. Sure. What do you got? It's your favorite. 40-plus-year-old with daddy issues with Father of Mine by Everclear. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Good luck getting it out of your head now. We can do that, yeah. <laughs> um, the song bringing us in is Father of Mine from, by Everclear. Um, For a second, I thought you were going to talk about Eminem. I was really confused. <laughs> well, there's a lot of different ways. It's music artist. But, like, I mean, you, you could even, like, you could even extend this argument to music, you know? Like, a lot of people will say, like, oh, Beatles are the best band ever. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I... I, I feel like I'm way too close to that music to even say that, or, or or to even comment on that. I will say that I'm kind of bored of the Beatles at this point because I've been listening to them my entire goddamn life. Yeah. And I really wish they'd get back together and make a new album. Come on, guys. Yeah. Right. What? <laughs> what you don't you don't want the Beatles to do a reunion tour? I don't. What? I, what? <laughs> All I'm saying is that something can be incredibly important and influential and still not be the best. So okay, so basically in your in what you're saying is they should say in uh parentheses in my opinion this sure. is the best game ever made. Yeah. In my opinion, this is yeah. the greatest movie ever made. So yeah. we have to qualify everything we say from now on. Well, I mean, I think I think that it it should be kind of understood anyway that like when anybody is saying a statement so strong as that that it's coming from a place mm-hmm. of opinion. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Like that, that sure. Be, then yeah. what are then? Why are we even discussing this if we've acknowledged it's an opinion? Because you posted right? a goddamn picture of, I... of someone saying Half Life Two was the Only best game ever made. You made... <laughs> the comment earlier that would make you mad. It didn't make me mad. <laughs> Look what you've done. I just <laughs> really because we had like fifteen minute conversation about this, this stupid European. Not because I'm mad, like, just because that, I think it's a discussion that, worth having. Like that, that you know uh, about is it the of nature the Peggy 15? is very is very why? It, because of Peggy fifteen, yeah, and because the aim was one. Uh, okay, um, after some technical difficulties, uh, we had to switch our recording setup, so for your inconvenience, here is some slightly better sound quality at the cost of uh, Dan and TJ. Uh, they are no longer able to join us. Technology! Yeah. Hey! <laughs> so, um, we're going to talk about some news now. News! Of the world! Uh, uh. <laughs> First and foremost for me, the most depressing news story is that um, the founders of Bioware, Ray Mu- Mu- Musica? 
And I've never, they have the weirdest last names I've never known. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce either one. I'm pretty sure you pronounce it Greg Zeshuk, but I don't know how to pronounce the other one. Um, Musica. Musica, that guy. Uh, they, they're done. They, they left Bioware. They, they said, fuck it, we're out. I am really upset about this. Yeah. Um, the uh, it's funny because the, the two the, they both made a blog post on the same day, announcing that they were leaving, and they have much different tones. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Musica um, says, uh, "I feel the need now to move on to a new chapter in my career." With the growth of Bioware to multiple locations as part of a public company, following two decades of multiple successful product launches across many platforms and business models, I've largely personally achieved what I wanted in video games. I now desire to take on a brand new entrepreneurial challenge. It's very aspirational, very positive. Yeah. And he he has talked about a couple of the different things he's going to be doing um, with like charity work and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> Greg the Shucks. <laughs> was much more, <laughs> like, negative, and it sounds like a guy who's just been, like, beaten down. Yeah. Um, he basically just says, uh, after nearly 20 years working at Bioware, I've decided it's time to move on and pursue something new. This decision isn't without significant pain and regret, but it's also something I know I need to do for myself and my family. I've reached an unexpected point in my life where I no longer have the passion that I once did for the company, for the games, and for the challenge of creation. <laughs> well... He's doing lots of stuff with beer, I hear. Yeah, yeah. So. Apparently, he he's really big into craft beer, so um, he's already gonna be. He's already announced like he's gonna be doing a podcast um, called the Beer Diaries, and he's gonna be like traveling around, just like looking at beer, like craft beer and stuff. Bio beer. Bio beer. Well, I mean, like he like Greg Zashuk especially like gave up a lot for. Especially for the the Star Wars MMO, like he he moved from Alberta mm-hmm. to Austin, Texas for a year. Yeah, and like like his family stayed in Alberta, and so he was just yeah, like that that's got to be hard. Like he had a, he has a wife, he has kids. Yeah, like that's got to be really. I, I mean, even if you're flying home, you know, every so often, like to see them, like and then to see the product that you spent a year working on to fucking tank like Star yeah. Wars The Old Republic did. Like, that that's hard. Like, that's gotta be really fucking hard. I'm not surprised by the, the different tone either from either person because, like, uh, Ray... Yeah. Musica. M- M- Musica. <laughs> he was more of a public face. Like, I think he was more of a senior like, EA like, uh, executive... I think they both kind of are, but... They are now. He was, like, Ray was, he was in, like, the, uh, excuse me, the, like, E3, he was, like, on the stage kind of thing. He was more of, like, a public face than Greg was. Yeah. And, I don't know, just looking at them, you can kind of see (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I always thought Greg Zeshuk, 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 I don't know. He kind of... It has a thin line of like child molester. Oh, kind of, you know? oh no, no, it's, it's the facial hair that's kind of silly. Man. I don't know. No, no, no it's but it's super depressing for me yeah, because, no, like, I, of course, my natural reaction is like, well, EA did it, and I, yeah. I feel like that's not completely without foundation. Um, I mean, I this is what EA does. Mm-hmm. EA buys up studios and changes the way they work and chases people out that's what ea does i mean they were independent 
like for so long yeah. too. And it's gotta be heartbreaking to see like the soul taken out of something you created. Sure. Through well, that corporate corporate means. Well, and I mean, like like EA was pushing other studios un, like under Bioware, like they basically changed Bioware from being like a studio into being like a brand. Yeah. That yeah. like this is where we're putting other stuff. So like they were managing Command and Conquer and like some RPG that like Mythic was making. Like that's got to suck too. Like these people who you've never worked with before and who like probably don't like the fact that they've been now put under you. Like. Yeah. It, just that whole thing, it just really bothers me. Yeah, to go from, I mean, yeah, like I just said, like, it's something you built. And then it's mm -hmm. that whole identity is taken away and it's just the name. Yeah. Like that's, I I can't imagine being able to like continue like under that type of umbrella. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like I remember a while ago, um, Jeff Gersman said, uh, that and I think I said it on this podcast um, badly, but he basically said that like it seems like EA is transforming Bioware from a name that gamers know they can trust, and that they're they're now making it into a brand, and they're trying to like transfer that trust over, and that doesn't work. It because if the games that you, it, at the end of the day, if the games you put out are bad, the games you put out are bad, and people are going to notice that, you know. And, and I think that's already started happening with, with Bioware, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, the reaction to Dragon Age... I, I fucking hate Dragon Age, but... Yeah, I could not get into it. <laughs> Dragon Age 2, people reacted very badly to that. There's a third one on the way now. Um, I just... Yeah, I, I can't help but feel like a lot of these problems are... And, and the, the, the funny thing is, is that... I, I wonder, like, how much of this would have happened had Bioware not merged with uh, Pandemic back in the day. Because what they actually went to a venture capital company called Elevation Partners to help fund that merger with Pandemic. Okay. And at the time that that happened, uh, John Riccatello, who's now CEO of EA, he was part of that group. Okay. He wasn't part of EA at that point. He he had been at EA before, left, and was with venture uh, with uh, Elevation Partners, and he helped broker that you know that deal with them. Uh, and then he left Venture or uh, Elevation Partners, joined EA, and it seems like one of the first thing he did, first things he did when he got to EA was like, "Hey guys, Bioware," mm -hmm. and then and then the buyout happened. I, it really bothers me. Like I, I'm, yeah. I mean, I've been watching this kind of what feels like a little bit of a decline oh, yeah. since since the buyout happened, and now that these two guys are gone, I, I, I yeah. It's it's the whole identity of the company. Yeah, like, pretty much. Um, at least everyone that, well, pretty much everyone that was from like the Black Isle whole era and everything, they've gone on to do stuff. So like, it, at least, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I mean, well, a lot of the great stuff from because Bioware published a lot of Blackware like uh, Black Isle stuff, right? Other way around. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Bioware. Well, Bioware made Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate Two. Okay. Black Isle published those, oh, and then all right. using that same engine, Black Isle made the Icewind Dale series and Planescape Torment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so there's so still a very close relationship. Yeah. 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 Very close was. relationship there. Yeah, there used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Black Isle people, though. Um, a, a, a large 
contingent of those people, uh, they had a Kickstarter um, that I think it's still going on mm-hmm. uh, called uh, Project Eternity. Yeah, it's and, only like 10 days in, if that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is like like heavy hitters. You've got uh, Fergus Urquhart, Chris Avalone, Josh Sawyer, Tim Kaine. Um, yeah. Like big names. Like these are people who did Fallout, Icewind Dale, Planescape Torment, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Arcanum, which I, I love Arcanum. Um, Temple of Elemental Evil, like heavy hitters yeah. in the industry, and and so they're uh, they started a Kickstarter for this game called uh, Project Eternity, and um, quoting from them, they say that they want to pay homage to the great Infinity Engine games of years past, which to me is just bonerific. Yeah, I, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I am all about that. I I love the Infinity Engine games. Um, six days in. Yep, they're six days in. And uh, their their goal was one point one million dollars, and six days in, they're already at one point eight million dollars. Wow! So yeah, I'd say people want to see this. <laughs> I, I I will probably end up throwing money at this. Um, this is something that I really want to see. Yeah, like I think the early price, which was a limited thing, was like twenty bucks for like early backers, but it's still it's only like twenty five dollars to actually get the game. If you back it up that much, that's true. Yeah, um, actually, twenty dollars now. If if you uh, pledge twenty dollars, you get a digital downloadable copy. Well, yeah, that was the early backer. Oh, okay, only. I gotcha. But um, it's it's an unlimited thing for the twenty five dollars. So I think that's what they're launching at. I would still like to back this up, but I can never. I would never assume I will have twenty five dollars <laughs> when this gets funded. So I'm gonna wait until like probably the last couple of days. But regardless, this looks really interesting. Yeah, I, I am all about this. Absolutely. I've never funded a Kickstarter before. Me either. Um, but this is definitely something that I will give money to. Yeah, it's too bad uh, Chris isn't here to shit on <laughs> To shit on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had to be on assignment in Russia, so... Yeah. You know, whatever. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't go to Russia, so... Okay. Neither would I. Yeah, yeah. It's a brave man. Yeah. Yeah. Um... The last the last news story that we have is that um, there's a new Monster Hunter game. Hey, hey, Dan, 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 Dan Smith, Monster Hunter aficionado. Dan, he's 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 out of words. He's dead. Um, <laughs> he the, the shock killed him. Uh, Monster Hunter Three Ultimate um, coming to Wii U exclusively. Hmm. Yeah, um, I I've never played a Monster Hunter game. I've watched, um, there was, I think, two or three times we had Matt Thompson, correspondent. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been on a couple of times. Yeah. He he was heavily into Monster Hunter Try. Oh, okay. We, and he loves the hell out of that series, so I'm sure he's looking, yeah, he's looking forward to that. Um, I'm, I thought it was, I've always been kind of interested in it, but could never get into the game. I've tried the demo for Try, and I don't know, but... That's a pretty big thing for Nintendo now. Oh, yeah. They have a Monster Hunter game. Coming, That's huge. So. Like you, it's something that I've always kind of admired from afar. Like, oh, that looks really cool. But mm-hmm. it, it's something that I've never gotten into, especially since the last two games have been on a platform that I don't own. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, that'll be cool. Uh, hopefully, a Monster Hunter game will make its way to a platform that I own. Because I would, I, would, I would play something like that. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty cool. I would like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
All right, I don't. I don't really think that we have any other any other news stuff. Uh, well, they did re- kind of. Uh, it, in addition to the Monster Hunter, they um, uh, more broadly Nintendo announced like didn't they announce like the price? They for did. The Wii yeah. U and, oh, that's a good, yeah. Um, the uh, is did they announce like the date? That, I think uh, they they may have announced the date. I know that um, the the price was uh, three hundred and three fifty, right? Is that correct? Yeah, I think it was. It was a difference of like, I don't know, 16 or 32 gigs. Or no, 8 or eight, 32. Yeah, 8 and 32 gigs. So, um, yeah, it looks like the release date for um, North America is November 18th. So, pretty soon, actually. That's really soon. Like a month and a half. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, the main difference is the, uh, the $300 uh, unit is white and is 8 gigabytes. And um, the uh, $350 unit is black. And it's 32 gigabytes. That's that's like a total waste of even <laughs> just words there. Because what's the point of the 300 compared to the 350? Yeah. That's, I mean, the they, they both come with the gamepad. Of course. And yeah. they the only difference is that, well, one is black, which to me is like kind of stupid. Like, you only get one color option. Yeah. If you're gonna separate them by price like that, like that seems kind of kind of arbitrary. But um, they both come with the with the the much talked about uh, gamepad, mm-hmm. and um, the the uh, three hundred and fifty dollar unit comes with the charging cradle for it and a game called Nintendo Land as well. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're right. I, I agree with you. The the three hundred dollar unit seems kind of ridiculous. It, it's like the well, it's like the the Xbox three hundred and sixty core system. Yeah, the, like is... it doesn't have a hard drive. It, it, it like it's bullshit. I, yeah, this seems really bizarre. I, I don't like that. I mean, 8 gigabytes is more than what they have offered in the past, but, like, 8 gigabytes is pretty weak. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to fill that up quick if you're downloading games. I guess it makes sense for them for a launch because they're yes. going to run out of units, like the 350 units, mm-hmm. and it's automatically going to sell the 300 units plus whatever else everyone needs, like a, a game. There's always going to be an attachment of a game with That's that. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they've... Ne- uh, announced anything about extra tab uh, game pads? I don't think so, but I I, I think that I, I have heard that the system supports up to two. Mm-hmm. It'll support up to two game pads at a time. Um, I don't know how much a game pad like on its own is gonna run. There's been some speculation, and it's like <laughs> converting from yen. Okay, they're thinking like 150 to 200. Wow, that's... which it's expensive, but it is pretty much just like a tablet. You know, I mean, you can get a. a <laughs> it's kind of a shitty tablet. It's though. a shitty tablet, but I mean, <laughs> I was thinking like 75 bucks. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if it lowers down. You know, closer to 100, but. Yeah, it's still that's a few years away. I, w- I would expect like a hundred dollars, like max, just for an extra, you know, tablet. Yeah, you know? but I mean, considering like a good price for a tablet, like say a Nexus Seven, mm-hmm. that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, two hundred bucks base, and that's really good compared to say like an iPad. That's true. Yeah, I mean it's significantly cheaper. So yeah. I mean, it, I haven't even touched this the Wii U gamepad. Right. I have no idea like what it's like. So I have no, I can't assess the value, even, I mean, based on anything except uh, other people's uh, hands-on. Right, right. But, yeah, I agree with you. That's that's kind of weird. That, yeah. Like, I, I wish that, that companies would stop doing this multiple skew bullshit. Just give us, like, one skew. Give us one fucking console. Like, you're confusing your market. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Yeah, because even the the Wii it launched with just one. I yeah, think, it's always been just one. Yeah, that's that's odd. I mean, I mean the NES that had like several. Yeah, but there was like the the Rob and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I mean, look at look at the PlayStation. There was one PlayStation until they just they made a newer version of it that was smaller. You know, yeah. PlayStation Two, same thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until like this console generation that they really started confusing the shit out of people. Where they're like, "Hey, you want an Xbox 360? There's only ever two different ones that you can get." With PlayStation Three, how many fucking SKUs did they have at the same time? I, I want to say that at times there were three I think simultaneous three. SKUs. That's yeah. insane. Like you're gonna confuse the shit out of people. Yeah, that really I, bothers me. Um, shit, I had a, shit, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh no! Second there, yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Let's figure out. All right. Going. Um, uh, we were talking about the Wii and multiple SKUs. Yeah, it was a multiple SKUs. <laughs> um, I don't know. There was only ever one Xbox. Uh, yeah, there was only one Xbox. Yeah. I mean, it's. Over time, they start adding games into it. Sure. But that's still the same base. You know, oh, it's like, there's not much information known about the hardware still. That's like, true. Is It's like 8 gigs flash memory, I'm assuming. I assume, yeah. And then 32 gigs. So that's like you're potentially really cl- crippling yourself by getting this 8 gig. Yeah. It, we don't know if it's expandable or anything. Uh. I think they, I think, I, I want to say that they might have, said that you can use hard drives. Well, how did how did it work with the Wii? Like, could you hook up a flash drive to the Wii and, like, you know, save stuff to that? Yeah, they had um, SD cards. Okay. Plug into the front to to move your saves. Right. Or downloaded games. You can okay. move them over there. Okay. And eventually, I mean, that was the stuff that it, it shipped with. Oh, that was something that came later? Yeah, because, okay. I mean, they didn't even have a WiiWare until, like, a couple of years in. Okay. And then... Eventually, they upgraded like the dashboard kind of thing to be able to move stuff back and forth, but um, there was no way to upgrade the internal memory, which was really low. Right. But um, so I don't know. We don't know anything about like the operating system, like if it's going to be like a 360 or PlayStation like dashboard kind of launch pad, right? Or if it'll just be you know pop the disc in and launch the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> These are all things that we'll have to find out soon, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure, and it's coming pretty close, so people will have some hands-on. Yeah, yeah, it should be pretty soon that we'll start to see some of that stuff. And up in, up until this point, I've definitely been, like, a day one adopter for most consoles, and I don't think I can do this just financially. It's, it's going to be in the spring. I'll probably get a Wii U. Well, if I'm not mistaken, this is the most expensive console that Nintendo has launched. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I thought so. Even considering like inflation and stuff. I yeah. Think. <clears throat> well, and yeah, I, I like I have actually never been a first uh, like a, like a first generation adopter. I always wait until second generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I will say that that like there there are definitely some things about this console that interest me, um, but you know, I'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I, I think it'll be... I won't know until I walk into a Target and get to play the demo unit. Yeah. Um, I think, like, the asymmetrical kind of idea mm-hmm. that's available with this, like, having a separate controller and different screen for one player is really cool. Um, it 
it even makes me think back to GameCube and there was the Game Boy Advance connector. Oh, yeah. And uh, I can't remember what game I bought, but it came with the Pac-Man versus disc. And that was really fun because one person is just playing as Pac-Man on, on their Game Boy and it's a normal screen, but everyone else is on, has just a very limited view as a ghost on the TV. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think that's something that's going to be in Nintendo yeah, I, I would assume so. I mean, the, the, from what I understand, the whole point of Nintendo Land is to you know showcase how well the gamepad interfaces with yeah. games. Yeah. So. So I don't know. Yeah. It, we'll see. At least you can bring your old peripherals over. That's true. Yeah. So it, there's that. As I understand, all the Wii remotes and all that stuff will still work. Your so dusty Wii. Um, balance board. <laughs> yeah, uh, which you haven't used since we fit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's actually coming out. Yeah. So soon. Nice little stopgap until what most consider probably the real next generation of consoles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that anyone could really argue that the Wii U is truly next generation no it's um slightly better current yeah yeah basically and i mean like sony has even said like yeah we're gonna we plan on supporting ps3 fully for another like two or three years which makes sense like mm -hmm. i know that the ps3 and the xbox 360 were really expensive for their respective parent companies so like you cannot afford to like start a new console like like to, to release a new console now yeah i mean microsoft recognizes that they killed the original xbox a little bit too quickly yeah. so i feel like they're gonna really want to get what they can out of these like they're just playing assassin's creed recently there is something kind of exciting just with the idea of having a second screen because mm -hmm. i pull myself out and look at the map every once in a while set a new you know you don't need to use it um to go somewhere else, it just kind of helps to know the direction that your next you know, uh, place, your next objective, your next objective might be. So just to have like a map, like right at your hands and touch it, like set new objectives, like instantaneously point. set a new objective or something like that. It makes things a bit more <clears throat> streamlined. But there's, yeah. I mean, that's like the simplest of ideas that they could use with this. I right. think there's a lot more potential, but yeah, we'll see. I, ju just like the Wii and Connect, it's it's going, and PlayStation Move, it's all going to come down to how well developers embrace this new technology and how well they utilize it. You know, like, if they go into, if, if developers go into it, like, whole hog and really throw themselves at it and concentrate on really utilizing this new technology, they could come up with something really great. Yeah. And if they just kind of half-ass it, then you're just gonna, you're going to get stuff like what you just mentioned with, like... Yeah, you could use it, you know, you could use the gamepad as your map in Assassin's Creed 3. Like, it doesn't enhance the game, it doesn't mm -hmm. change the game in any way, it just kind of streamlines things. That I think that's what you get when you kind of half-ass it. Like, Zombie U, I think, looks really interesting. I don't know if you've seen anything about that. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I, I'm i kind of afraid that's going to be just another Red... Uh, red Steel? Red Steel. <laughs> which they fixed a lot with Red Steel 2, so I've heard. That's, but yeah. that was still like three, four years late. Yeah. Um, but at least what they've been showing for Zombie U I think is really interesting. Yeah. And that shows some potential. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the big thing is, is, you know, use it. Use that use that gamepad, you know, like don't just make it a map, you know, don't just yeah. make it your character's inventory screen, make it integral 
to the gameplay, and and I think that's where you're really gonna, you know, where you're really gonna get the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Well, um, I think uh, we're gonna go to break. Okay. All right. So we will be right back. back the song bringing us in is shake rattle and roll by big joe turner (laughs) yep that's the one um so let's see stuff that's up on the website right now uh well since it's been a while since we've done the show there's uh there's a lot um yeah uh, D. Bethel gave us another Trials by Fire. Um, this time he looked at uh, Dust and Elysian Tale and Mark of the Ninja. Um, very good article there. Uh, let's see. Chris posted an article about um, uh, Plants vs. Zombies. I guess PopCap is handing out free copies for Halloween. Yeah, it, they give you a PDF of coupons with like a coupon code on it that you give out to your trick-or-treaters. That's the idea, at least. And then from, like, you know... Halloween until November 10th, you can use that code to redeem your own copy of Plants vs. Zombies. That's really awesome. It's a good idea, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been four years since that game came out, and they're stretching it out pretty well. I I don't think I have a copy that is tied to anything, so I'm kind of hoping it's like a Steam copy. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. I already have a coupon, so I'll never redeem it. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I have it on PC. Um, I bought it for a girlfriend a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. I think it's awesome how they've been able to just keep that thing going. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, let's see. I wrote an article about the uh, Bioware founders leaving Bioware. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely, um, definitely got me, got me right in, right in my heart spot. Yeah. Uh, I also had a price Dropasaurus go up about oh. uh, Shadows of the Damned. That was a long time coming, right? I had started writing that. Um, I don't know if I can tell uh, where, but uh, it was a long time ago, months and months and months ago, like before summer started, I started writing that article. Yeah, because you had a, did you have a review? No, I didn't do a oh, review. Okay. Uh, the Price Drop of Swords was kind of the review, and um, that article just took forever just because it, it, it ended up being insanely long, and I just, I didn't really know what to do with it, so Chris kind of helped me out, and we kind of trimmed it oh, down. Okay. <laughs> the, the graphic for that's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, as I've said before, I take credit for the idea, and Chris can take credit for the execution. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know Photoshop, so yeah, I should probably learn that at some point. He's pretty good at it, it seems. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 uh, definitely getting better. And uh, I had an article go up about Rage, Pit uh, of Despair. Uh, yeah. Um, th- this was a little bit different. Uh, Pit of Despair, I... You know, it... It goes through the normal pit of despair where it's, you know, a lot about the anticipation and, like, the build-up to the game and the ultimate letdown. Yeah. And this goes through all of that, uh, but it just so happens that in the end, this game was actually pretty good once I got through all of the horrible bullshit. Um, I spent, like, four hours making this game work properly, and uh, oh, wow. to me, that's inexcusable. Yeah, like, yeah. You, uh, 
users should not have to do that to make your game work properly when it's a modern game. You yeah. Know? So, um, yeah. I'm still disappointed <laughs> that there's not going to be any mod tools, at least not likely. I, you know, I would love to be able to just go through that game with a, with another player. You know, like it would be so much fun if, oh, if that yeah. game had multiplayer. Yeah, it, it does have multiplayer, but it's it's just like it, it's limited to like the races or like like very small missions. You can't just play through the game together. Yeah. That would be so much fun if you could. Yeah, you know, man, and uh, stuff that's going up on the site. Um, I am working on my review for uh, To the Moon, um, so that should be going up this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Um, I know that Chris was talking about a couple of things, but I can't remember what any of them were at this point. No. So, uh, we've got stuff going up this week. There'll be a couple of articles. Just look at the Facebook or the website and you'll be informed. Yeah, I'll try to think of something to try and produce something. Yeah, well, I, I started working on a, on, a, on another top five for um, licensed games that we would like to see made. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, the, the first entry that I've got is one about um, uh, the very popular Forgotten Realms character, Drist. Okay. Uh, because, you know, Forgotten Realms is, is a very well-loved uh, setting, but... Um, and Drist is, I would say, by far the most well-known character. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But there hasn't been a game that really shows, like, Drist's, like, combat abilities in any meaningful way. No, he just has, like, cameos. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, it, like, w- what kind of sparked this for me was that uh, in, in the PS2 Xbox era, there was a game called Demon Stone that came out, and um, it was a Forgotten Realms story written by Ari Salvatore, mm-hmm. and it followed three original characters, and there's one level where Drist shows up, and you get to play as him for a while, and it really showcases, like, his, like, just really fast combat and his dexterity, and, you know, like, I, I guess the point there is, you know, expand that and, and make that make the combat a little bit more diverse and yeah. enable multiplayer, and, and you've got a, a great game, you know? have it. I mean, the story is there, you know? Like... I mean, it surprises me that that hasn't happened already. It's got to be tough because he can just like tear through anything. So kind of like making something that fits into that. I don't know. It's got to be tough. Well, but it, like like I think if you follow like if you follow the story, like like the plot of of the books, like you don't really have that problem because like you know Drist didn't all Drist wasn't always able to just kick That's, everything's yeah. ass. You know, and even when he was kicking everything's ass, it was at least really cool, you know? Yeah, actually, I wouldn't mind, like, some type of, like, th- going through the original trilogy, like, his his whole, like, youth into, like, adolescence or whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and like, even, like, later on, it, like, when he when he has his companions, you know, like, Wolfgar and Brunor and Caddy Bree, like, basically everybody he knows caters to somebody's playstyle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, absolutely. So, so I think multiplayer is kind of a given there. Like, like you know, you've got Bruno, who's kind of like you're kind of like in the middle type. You know, like like Basher kind of character. Like Wolfgar is you're more like brawny, uh, like tough guy. Caddy Bree, your archer. Like mm-hmm. you know, they he even knows he has friends who are mages. Like yeah, it, it lends itself to multiplayer so well. I, I'm very surprised that such a thing hasn't happened yet, and that's something that I would really like to see. So yeah, like. I kind of stopped reading that stuff after a little while, but, like, so as far as I know, like, his big... The only time he'd have, like, trouble is Artemis. 
contrary. Oh yeah, um, yeah, you're you're right, and uh, uh, I, the stories do get kind of immature after a while. Okay. I mean, they're they're made for teenagers. Yeah, and like even reading it when I was in like my early twenties, I could recognize like mm, this is not the best it could be, but I still enjoyed it, and uh, um, yeah, actually. It, Spoiler alert, Driss dies at some point. And oh. yeah, like it's it's completely meaningless though. Like he dies and ten minutes later gets brought back. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean he he'll never completely die because, you know, cash cow. Yeah. But you know, I mean I'm kind of on that Assassin's Creed kick, but you could almost if they release modding tools for that game, you could totally make it like Menzo Bears and Holy shit. Play. Yeah. Just change the skin on Ezio and you've got Driss. That's actually a really good point. I didn't even think of that, but you're right. That's awesome. Yeah. Holy shit. I think that would be pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Why hasn't somebody done that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I my just... God. <laughs> um, you know, I I, don't, I wouldn't want to promise anything because this is, it's hard enough to get people together, but I think a nice, um, just something to think about, like, for another feature would be if we actually got to play some board games and then talk about our experiences. Totally. Yeah. That would be really good. God, that Netrunner game that I showed you the other oh, day, that man. looks so good. It's actually, I remember now seeing decks of Netrunner cards at oh, like really? hobby stores or whatever in the 90s because it was it was like another, um, it wasn't as popular as Magic, but it was it was from the same designer as Magic. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it came out in like 95, I think. Oh. And the artwork is very purple and green. 90s kind of thing but that's it's a reinterpretation of that and it's no longer a collectible card game mm -hmm. it's like um it's the company fantasy flight they have they've changed that model into what they call a living card game where it's not like buying blind boosters and stuff you you buy a set you know what's in it like there's a core set that has everything you need to play you know a basic game is that what that thing that i showed you was yes okay and then Probably every month they're going to release um, expansions. Oh, damn. Which are probably about 60 cards each. But okay. it's, you know what the cards are going to be. You can create your own decks from those. It's all legal. You don't have to worry about like cards not being legal anymore. And it's kind of a nice because it's... I mean, you, you might have to buy a, an expansion more than once. But it's at least you know what you're getting. And it's not like uh, magic where... It's not blind. Yeah, it's not blind. That's a big thing. Yeah. Okay. That seems really cool. I yeah, I, but I I like that idea for a feature of of you know getting together and you know playing uh playing board games because when we first started this website, we started with the intention of it not being strictly about video games. Like, mm -hmm. admittedly, the majority of content would be about video games, but it would always you know we would always have other things and it's just kind of become a thing where like, well, the thing that most of us are doing with our free time is video games. Yeah. But, uh, I, like, I know that like humor tumor, um, recently said that he'd be doing a review for one of the new resident evil movies. Oh, um, oh yeah. You know, and, and that's like, yes, absolutely. So yeah, I, I would really like it if we could expand slightly and, you know, start doing movies, board games, stuff like that too. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was just an idea. Like I don't, I wouldn't, set on ever doing any of this because it, it is hard to, it's hard enough to get people together for a podcast so. yes yes but even um, technology issues aside yeah <laughs> but yeah i i think that would be really cool that would be awesome cool yeah <laughs> uh so let's go into a little segment that i like to call burning question for answer so hot uh last week's burning question was uh what is your most embarrassing video game purchase 
And uh, let's see, uh, Pat responded oh, with Rumble Roses. <laughs> yeah, kind of uh, wish Christmas here. <laughs> can you can you go? Do you know what Rumble Roses? I is? do. Okay. Like what? What was the? Were you just like, let me check this out? Did did you have a girlfriend who wanted to play it? No. Like, <laughs> um, I I think at the time, I might have been working at uh, Babbage's. Okay. So I had a pretty significant discount. Yes. And it was definitely a used copy that I bought. <laughs> All right. Um, not even having that much interest in wrestling games, but knowing that it came from like, um, a, a like a well-respected wrestling developer. Okay. I think it's Ukes or something. All right. It might have been. And it, it was like bikini glad girls. Sure. It's like whatever. Yeah. I want to try it. And it's actually supposed to be a really good wrestling game, but I don't think I ever even played it. But <laughs> okay. that's, I'm pretty shameful of that sort of, uh, purchase. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Um, John Newby said, uh, The Force Unleashed 2 on the Wii. Um, I, he says, I only bought my Wii for Mario All-Stars and I have played it maybe four times. The Force Unleashed 2 just sucks. Wow. I... I played the first Force Unleashed, and I really didn't like it. That game had some major problems. I, yeah, I haven't played. I think I only tried the demo. And I remember like the years leading up to it, all the Euphoria demo, like um, oh, videos, yeah. like, promo stuff they put out. That was really impressive. And you can see how it's it's really useful on something like Grand Theft Auto Four. Yep. But I never got into the, uh, the Force Unleashed. Well, and I feel like if you're gonna play Force Unleashed, the Wii version is probably like the worst version to play because I, I like I, I know that they had to cut a lot of features out of it in order just to make it work on the Wii. It's so yeah. and it's that fantasy of actually like feeling like you're holding uh, a lightsaber <laughs> and it doesn't translate. It doesn't it never does. It never translates. God. Um so this week's burning question for answer so hot is um I, I know that I have uh that this this one has been used before on Talk Radar, but I think it's a great question, so I'm going to steal it. Uh, what is a character or game name that you used to mispronounce? Um, for me, uh, yeah. Why like, don't you go first? <laughs> I had um, <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> I uh, like I had this neighbor who was a little bit older than me, and he he kind of exposed me to a lot of video games, and uh, specifically Street Fighter Two, and okay. so. Like, I don't know where he was getting these pronunciations, but, like, you know, one day he's like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the, the guy with, like, the, you know, the Indian guy with the stretchy arms, you know, yoga, uh, his name is Dahaslam. <laughs> so for a long time, that was, you know, that was it. It was, yeah, it's Dahaslam. And, and also from Street Fighter Two, Ryu. I, I feel like that's a pretty common mispronunciation. Um, yeah. Calling him Ryu instead of Ryu. though. It, yeah, I think so. It, it's more acceptable than the Hoslin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that was mine. I think I, I, I don't really, I can't really think of like a specific like game name that I ever mispronounced. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably have to take like an hour or so to actually try and think of the games I've played because I know there's some, there's definitely an instance of this. Okay, but I can't think of anything. All right. Um, somewhat related. I can think of two words. Okay, just in general that I've. For the longest time, I pronounced them wrong. Okay. And still, when I read these words, I still pronounce them wrong in my head. <laughs> okay. I, I know it's wrong, but it's just like, the meaning is the same. It's just the pronunciation is out there. Okay. Epitome. Epitome. I think that's probably a common one. Yeah. And uh, ennui. Ennui. What, like, like, 
like on the on the video game console, like on Wii. No, no, no. It's all right. Um, well, I'll, I'll just, I don't know that word. It's a word I don't know. It's a French word. Okay, but it's used. It sounds. It sounds occasionally. French. It's kind of like ennui is kind of like indifference or okay, like not depression, but it's um, epitome. I always. Still, you I look at it. Epitome. It's epitome, <laughs> and yep. yeah, and I just can't help that. And it's both in my mind; they're the same. Like it's just two words sure. really, that mean the same thing. It's the epitome of ennui. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ennui, it looks like ennui. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I I do know that word. Now that I yeah. look at it, I know that word. <laughs> yeah. But I always pronounce it like in my head, ennui. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, um, all right. <laughs> I mean, those stick out to me because they, they both start with E. Hmm. I don't hmm. know if that's... Maybe that's significant. Probably not. I don't know. They're just, you know, growing up, you, you learn how to pronounce things phonetically. Yeah. You encounter a new word. Epitome. Epitome. Hyperbole. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ennui. N-U-I. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, so answer in the comment section for KGB Radio, episode forty-one. Um, what is a game character or uh, game name that you have mispronounced? Yeah, I'll try to think about that. So I'll I'll, I'll write it down <laughs> like a legitimate one. Okay. Yeah. You know, go into the comment section. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think we're gonna we're gonna go. Yeah. All, all right. right. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, at known underscore griefers, like us on Facebook at known. Uh, what is that? For uh, Facebook.com forward slash known griefers. Yep. Write to us at g uh, at our email at uh, what is that? Known griefers at gmail.com. I think so. I don't have access to that. That's so the I, one. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, you, to be honest, you probably nobody really writes in. So yeah. You don't really need to. <laughs> But we would really like it if someone would write in. Write us anything, and we'll read it. That's yeah, a thing that's that we'll been do. pretty much our... That's I mean, been, we said that every episode, I think. It, it, it's in the show notes for every show. That anything. anything that you write, we will read. We got a, a really awesome erotic fan fiction about Chris and I, I jerking each other off. Mention that. I, we should have an encore, I think. I would like that a lot. Because the last time we asked for one, though, we didn't get one. So I, you know... We'll see what happens. You know, write to us at knowngriefers at gmail.com. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty early on. I it think was. We have a yeah. few more regular, at least. Regular. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. So we have a bit more of a cast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, we're going to go. Pat. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Cheers.